Okay, we are on 48b, Memchet Amudbet, which when it begins with Ainli Ela Birkatamazon. Ainli Ela Birkatamazon. Everybody have it? Yep. 2.13 So, what we did last week was how do we know to recite the different paragraphs of Birkat Amazon? And we dealt with the fact that much of it comes from the Torah taking the verse and we dealt with the necessity of having a Birkat Hazan, which is the first paragraph, which is the second paragraph, and it dealt with Ahar Hatov, dealing with that. And then we dealt with the last one of Hatovah Maitiv, which is really an addition later during the, the Hadrianic persecutions of our Kofla revolt, so that they could bury the dead who were killed in Beitar. If you recall, that's what part of it was. Then the question was, how do we know it's from the Torah? So, in other words, what we know that they were reciting Birkat Hamazon, and we did, we just didn't know exactly all of the phrases. How do they come? We dealt a little with that. what about you saying the bracha in advance? That's not from the Torah itself. Um, and we basically said to the fact that well, if you say it afterwards, shouldn't you also say it beforehand when you're hungry, as the case may be? Um, and the, the last part was um, to deal with this concept of to bless your bread and your water. And they brought us this verse. Uh, dealing with sh- with Shaul Mishichmova Mala and his shoulders that he was outstanding. So we're now going to deal, we're going to move a little bit off the Birkat Amazon concept. Uh, we'll come back to it. Uh, but now deal with, if we know Birkat Amazon and where it comes from and its background, with the way they said it, what about what we call Birkat Torah? Okay, the blessing for the Torah. So, what is the blessing for the Torah? You all know that. Okay? Remember, this is not going to deal with what we dealt with in Megillah, which was, if you recall, one person said the first blessing, the last person said the last blessing, and in between they just kept reading and having people come up. But it's going to deal with, now, where do we know these from? This is basically a sense of the practice was in place, the brachot were we'll see not totally as we understand them in some cases but basically the rubric was there where do we get the background what is the substantiation in essence it's the it's the beginnings of what, or, or its essence of what is called midrash halacha and midrash halacha is to a large extent there are different ways to define it do you go from the text to the practice or do you go from the practice to the text in other words a practice is in place where do you get the support this is the second one. This is the concept of the practice is there. Where is the basis? Why do we do this kind of thing? Why do we say this blessing? Why do we say it? When we say it? How we say it? And the words that we say. 
Okay, so that, that's the background to some of the stuff that we're going to uh, to do that to do this as well. All right, so somebody want to read today? I'll read. Okay. Get the glasses first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. We know about Birkat Amazon. We've made that definition. We know where it comes from. Now, why do they bring up Birkat Torah? I don't know. There's no. It's 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 not foundational. It's not a sense of one leads to another. You're okay until you get to the answer. So it's clearly, this is part of an oral tradition, and in the oral tradition, these two things were. Placed together, and and the association was, you know, this sense of how do we know, where do we know it from, what do we say, etc. And so the answer they're going to give will bring the connection, but the question is an odd one, right? I mean, it's out of left field. We know about Birkat Mazon. Hey, what about Birkat Torah? Somebody sitting there and answering. I don't know. <laughs> Right? If this, how much the more so, the other one. If we say, what's life as it is, eating, you have to eat. It's a biological necessity. It's you, you need something at that particular moment. What do you do? You say the blessing. Al Haulam Haba. What is Torah? Olam Haba, the spiritual essence. Okay, the difference of what the Hasidim were referred to as Gashmius and Ruchanius. Right? Gashmiyut is that which is physical. And Ruchanius is the spiritual. Okay? It's between Guf and Nishama. Okay? The body and the soul. There's a very famous essay written by Chada'am called The Flesh and the Spirit where he shows that the difference between Judaism and Hellenism is this particular thing. Hellenism separated the body and the soul which eventually led to Christianity. The difference between the spirit and the flesh, the flesh being evil and the spirit being godlike, and in Judaism we never separated the flesh and the spirit they are one and the same we say for the bracha we say bracha for all those things that are gashmuk as well eating okay sexual relations was never taken away from the priest from the people who are the clergy it was part of life Christianity at its inception was very much against the flesh and that came from a Hellenistic background we, on the other hand, enhance the flesh by saying brachot and all the rest that it's attached to it. Okay? So, what you have here is within this concept of if you can say for the chayesha'ah, for the concept of eating, you say a bracha. Shouldn't you even the more so say it for studying Torah? Now, what, what is significant about the aliyah? The aliyah is obviously a sher but the real issue is Talmud Torah and if you recall when we did women and aliyot and all those kind of things part of the question is is a woman have the mitzvah of Talmud Torah 
Okay, because that's the way it's seen. Okay, so it's an interesting way of looking at the the the, the, the separation, if you will, between that which is physical and that which is spiritual, with which being more important in this case, the spiritual, but in no way do we neglect the physical. That's a very important part of Jewish life in terms of our understanding of it and the way you look at the world in which we live. I don't need to do what we call a svara. What, what's the answer? The answer is not a biblical verse. If I want to prove great support for a, an answer as a solution, what do I go look for? A biblical verse. You can't go higher than that. What's the, an, what's the response they give here? A rational response. What's known as svara. That's not good enough. Because I can say, that's your Kaldachomer. I don't agree because I think of it this way. But if I bring a biblical verse, I'm now substantiating it on a higher source. And so, Enot Sarich, and we're going to see Enot Sarich a couple of places, is ultimately is, I don't need to think that way. I actually have a biblical verse which will substantiate why I should do Birkat HaTorah. Okay, etc. Okay, this is, if you remember what we call a Gzera Shabbat. One of the hermeneutic principles. The Shloshes Remidot of Rabbi Ishmael, which was in all the Orthodox Sidurim. Interestingly enough, they of course take it out of the Sidur Sim Shalom. In the new Sidur, they put it back. They took away a number of those four paragraphs, which you're all familiar with, added a couple of, of um, other study things, which I don't think are that good, but that's what they did, and added also Rabbi Ishmael as another example of study. Okay? So it's added back. It's the 13 hermeneutic principles, one of them being Zerah Shavah. A is on this verse. A is on that verse. A is equal to B here. Therefore, A is equal to B over here. The problem of Gzairah Shabbat is I can pick any two words I want anywhere. Okay? I can pick any two words I want anywhere. And therefore, I can come up with some ridiculous kinds of uh, answers. Okay? So, for instance, I always take this one as an example. Uh, in Mishpatim, it talks about that you should come before Elohim. Elohim, in that case, according to all, is the justices, the judges. Well, it says Elohim in Mishpatim. And it says Elohim Asher Bar Elohim Lasod. Okay, by Yomer Elohim. Okay, in the first chapter. Well, the judges are here. Couldn't the judges be there? So they came up with the response: Ain Adam Dan Gzerah Shabbatayatzmo. You can't make it up. You've had to learn it from your teacher. There already have to be a tradition that this is an acceptable use of this hermeneutic principle in order to justify the answer from the biblical verse. Otherwise, everything's open to interpretation and misinterpretation. So, what's Xerashava here? What are the words that they're telling us are, that are the equivalent? It's there. Either in the Hebrew or in the English. 
Thank you. Somebody said it. Natanlach. Asher Natanlach. Vaetna Licha. One is the past and one is the future, but it's the same word. Okay? Allah Aretz HaDavar Asher Natanlach. Vaetna Licha Luchot Avanim. I have Natan in the first verse. I have it Nahlach in the second verse. In the second verse, I gave you what? What did I give you? Luchot Evan Vatorah Vahamitzvah. Therefore, Allah Aretz Natanlach. Not only did I give you the land, but I also gave you the mitzvot and, and everything else that go with the land. Therefore, I have a biblical verse in a hermeneutic principle which says, ultimately. Where do I know that you're supposed to say Birkat Torah in the same way as Birkat Amazon? From the verse itself. Asher Natan is clearly Birkat Amazon, it's also Birkat Torah. Everybody with me? That's, that's the hermeneutic principle in its framing. Rabbi Meir says, one that you're much more familiar with. How do you know that you have to do when the same way as you bless for that which is good, you also have to bless for that which is bad? When do we do that? Oh, when you do the hmm? When you do the tochacha? No, you don't do it. No. Baruch huh? Okay. At the lowest point of your life, the loss of somebody who is close to you. Okay. You rip something and you say Baruch Tashem Dayan ha'emet. That's considered to be mivarech al That God is a righteous judge. Because you recognize at that particular moment that there's things beyond your life. You cannot understand it. That's the moment. Okay? We've all gone through it. Okay? Whether it's a parent, a sibling, a child, a spouse, you know at that particular moment that that's, it's real. And when normally we do it? Just before the funeral. But you can do it as soon as you, you know it as well. Okay? The halacha is that if you find out news before 30 days, you can do kriya right at that moment. After 30 days, you don't have to do kriya. Oh, really? Okay? Okay, you don't have to do the tearing. But you say the bracha at that point. Baruch dayan emet. And, ver- and I can tell you again, for instance, when the rabbinical assembly sends out notes, you know, that, that their our colleagues have lost somebody, instead of just writing condolences, the line is Baruch Dayana Emet. You know already, the same way as when you get from us. Okay, we put condolences. You don't want to open it. I, I, I know, and we try to. Be, we understand that well. Okay? We understand that well. But that's Mivarech, whether we like it or not. We acknowledge God's presence at that particularly difficult moment. That's Mubarech It's easy to say Shechianu. Easy to say Shechianu. Much more difficult to say Baruch Tayyan Emet. And Judaism says you have to do both. That's a tremendous lesson, unfortunately. Okay? And it means that at, at, at that moment, there's still a stalwart of faith that's involved with it, even though you can't understand it. Now, I could claim, and I've claimed this a number of times, you don't understand the Shechianu either. Why are you so fortunate to be able to say Shechianu? Okay, as I've said a number of times to this congregation, I get people who come into the, my office who say, how come things went bad? How come things are bad? How come I lost? I don't really get people who come and say, how come things are so good? 
Right? How come, you know, I've had some nachas and my kids married and good people and life's good and everything else and I got my health. We've got to take that for granted. Well, the Sheikh Yanu reminds us not to take it for granted. That's clearly what Sheikh Yanu can be. It's overused. You know, everything's a Sheikh Yanu moment these days, right? Oh, we're all together. <coughs> Let's do Sheikh Yanu. You know, that kind of thing. If it's, it becomes trite, then it doesn't mean anything. Okay, so, uh, you know, it, I think that sometimes it becomes trite. But it does recognize that at a certain moment, I want to recognize the moment. I want to recognize that moment. And again, when you say Sheikh Yanu, it's not only when good things happen, but of all the holidays, right? When you light candles, when you do Kiddush. When else? When? Megillah. Okay, the holidays in general. Holidays in general. What else? New clothes. New clothes. You put on new clothes. Okay. Which? Huh? The new fruit. Again, if a new fruit in its season, you say Shechano. That's a moment when you say, Hmm, I'm fortunate enough to have something new. Okay. And again, those in mourning know you don't buy new clothes for a year, so you don't say Shechano. There you go. Yeah. Yes. If hey, if you're lost a parent for thirty days, during that period you don't buy new, you don't say Sheikh Yanu. You say you have to say it on the holidays, but in order with the one that's that is if I say reshoot, you know you you can say it, but you don't have to in terms of buying clothes and those kind of things. Allah is you don't. What? Sorry. That I don't know. What was the question? And you buy takrifim, the shrouds. <laughs> you know? And when you eat a new fruit in its season. Okay, Shechianu. Yeah, the big question always is on the second night of Rosh Hashanah, can you say Shechianu? Okay, because it's what's known as Yoma Arichta, one long day. And so we always make sure that we have a new fruit that's present, that we haven't eaten in its season to say, to say Shechianu. So Shechianu has its own concept. Diana Med also has its concept of when it said. Not really why it said, but when it said. It said if, if somebody hears about a loss that they have to mourn for within 30 days, etc. And it's typical, you know, for if you, if I if I speak to, to somebody or I write to one of my colleagues that I write, you know, Hamakom Yachim Baruch Dayana Emet. Very important. Again, these within the realm of of just let's talk about brachas, you know, and give you some background. These two concepts of the flesh and the spirit, you have to bless for both, and you have to bless for the good and the bad, that's a whole philosophy of life. That's a whole philosophy of life in Judaism. And it's not talked about, I mean, it just, let's take it for granted. Okay? But those are two important essays and unbelievably important concepts within Jewish life. And they're not so simple because we all recognize what loss is and the fleeting nature of both the body and the mind and the spirit. But that's in the... Again, a couple of weeks ago we did history in the Talmud, just kind of threw it in, and, and I gave you... We did it, then we did a, you know, a session on history. I could do easily a session, two sessions on, on what these really mean in terms of Jewish philosophy. Uh, well, the, 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 one, the one I quoted was Achada'am. Achada'am had a book, I think about 1919, I remember exactly when, The Flesh and the Spirit, it's in his collected works. 
It's in his collected uh, stuff. I have it. Um, very important essay. Okay, but Kashmir and Ruchaniyos, that look in, in that kind of thing is it's all through Hasidic work uh, in, in general um, itself. It's also in Kabbalah. Yeah, well, because it right because it comes with Kabbalah. Right, exactly, exactly. Right, come okay. So again, just kind of throw throwaway lines that I, I that I just find fascinating sometimes in the way the Talmud kind of gives us Jewish philosophy and theology in its own and history, as we saw. Just by dealing with these common things. Is it a book of history? No. Is it a book of theology? No. Is it a book of philosophy? No. Is it a book of everything? Yes. <laughs> you know, define. If somebody asks you, so what's Talmud? Well, how long do you have? <laughs> I got to. You got to study it in order to get it. There's no other way. Okay. So we ask the question. Now we'll go back to the simple thing. Where do I know the good and the bad? <laughs> Okay, so it says Talmud Hashem Natan Hashem Elokecha. Okay, so um, that okay, we have already that concept with the God that God gave you, Dayancha, meaning God judges you. Bechol Din Shedancha. In every judgment that there is, uh, that he does, vein midat tova, uvein midas pur anut. Pur anut means something which is bad. Okay, so pur anut means something which is bad, whether it's an a positive decree or a negative decree. Okay, God gives it, and therefore we have to be able to understand it in that realm. And we then have again playing with this. Keep Again, now you know what Enot Sarich is. It's a concept which means is I get it, but what? How have you decided? You've kind of done it through a hermeneutic principle. I can actually do it through biblical sources. Okay, so we're now going back to the top. There is nothing to with Rabbi Mayer's statement whatsoever. Okay, we don't know why is it here. I don't know. Okay, because again, this oral concept of well, I proved that one. Let's prove this one. Let's prove that one. You notice the next part goes back to Birkata to Birkata to Birkata Torah. In Areo Mayer Tova. Okay, and we had this above. Ahar Hatov to prove Tova Torah. Tov which you're all familiar with. Hatova which we had above. Therefore, I have a tova in tov natati lachem is Torah. Bonev Yerushalayim is Yerushalayim. Put them all together, Rikata Torah comes from the Torah itself. Okay? So, again, this is based on what we learned already. That's clear. That's Torah. We've now proved it. The Rabbi Meir line is a throwaway line. Okay, it's a throwaway line. Um, it also appears 
It says here, I just want to check where, actually in Brachot, in Nun Dalet Amud Aleph, which is something that we studied last year, which of course everybody remembers. It, okay, um, it, I'm not going to show everybody, but if you look on the book that I have is 238. Don't, don't start, we're not going to start doing it. But look in the Mishnah. Where about halfway down it says, "You say Rakon al Gshamim al Besorot Tovot Omer Baruch Hatov Amitiv v'al Besorot Raot Omer Baruch Tayan HaEmet." Okay, and then if you look down at the Gimel, Chayav Adam LeRech Al Raav Kashem Shavarech Al Tova. And then we had this concept: the Avdar Hashem Alakach Avachol Alcha, etc. The proof is different: Bechol Avavcha Bishnei Yitzarecha. And that's the story of Rabbi Kiva. Right? When Rabbi Kiva says, when they're in the Asarei Areg Malchut, when, he's, when they're straight, uh, scraping the skin off his bones, he says, Ah, I'm saying the Shema. Now I understand what Chol Nafshacha means with all your, like, your might, with all your soul, with all, with all your heart, with all your soul, your might, even when he takes your life. We can feel better about not remembering this because actually this was in October of 2013. I don't remember yesterday. <laughs> it's the long-term memory you're supposed to have. For yes, man. Yes, man. <laughs> October what? Yes, October. <laughs> Maybe right. <laughs> it's only cup three years. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> so we that, that's the concept. Now let's go go back. Um, let's go back to the text itself. There's nothing yet to do. Okay, okay, so now if you want to do an abbreviated form of Birkata Mazon, this is what you must have. This is what it's saying. These things are essential. Rabbi Ezer says, Eretz Hamdat Tova or Chava in the blessing, Allah Eretz Vela Mazon. And Masay Umalchut Beit David. Rachim Hashem Alakach Al Yisrael Al Malchut Beit David Meshichecha. Right? You have to have that in Bonei Yerushalayim. And if you don't do that, it's not simply the brachot. It's Lo Yetzai Yedei Chovato. You have not fulfilled your obligation. So even then, they were going to a short version. They're saying right. Again, they didn't have it written out, so it was all. In a sense, by memory, and yes, yeah, so certain things probably work. So, again, I think I mentioned last week that there are different ones within the conservative movement itself. And I'll try to, one, you know, one of these days, to put them together for you. From the men's club one that they use Sunday morning here, which has nothing attached to it. I don't know where that one came from, frankly. Not any of this, for sure. <laughs> to the one that was produced by all the parts of the movement and sort of laminated card that I use downtown or up here when I teach lunch in the, in the loop or lunch in the suburbs. Okay? And there's another one, Bakol which isn't, which is a different one again, too. And the one in the Sidur. They're all, it's different. Yeah, it's different. They're all different, you know? That's the way you, you know, publication. So, so I, you know, some had to go through the lock committee, etc. When they go through the lock committee, that's what, this is when it becomes important. That they go through the lock committee, it's like, Let's say some things in English, some things in Hebrew. Again, the stuff in English in that men's club has some of this. Right. Though so it's just done in English. So that, that was the, that's one of the older versions of such. Um, but 
They usually sometimes even abbreviate. They just abbreviate it with Hebrew and English. So, so maybe what we'll do is one of these days I'll put them together and we'll take a look at and see whether they fulfill the obligation. Okay. So, that, so this is what Rabbi Yezer says. Nachum Azakin, not one that it's familiar to most of us. Brit. You have to mention the Brit. Now, what is the Brit in this case? The Brit, according to Rashi and others, is Brit Mila. Okay. So, if you look, if you look at Rashi, about. Halfway down, it says Sharif Yiskor Brit. In the second bracha, Abraham. When was the land given to Abraham? In the promise, in the two unconditional promises, and the sign of that covenant was Brit Milah. Okay, so I, I re- repeatedly remind all my Bar Mitzvah families that the two promises are unconditional at that point. The fir- one of the br- blessings is, and you can't, for, that's why it's called the promised land, which actually for Christians, evangelical Christians, has become more important than for most Jews, very frankly, if you will. And that's what I think, if you, the, the, what I call the Nafkamina, what Rabbi David Epstein was trying to teach us when he was here. After he finished, I said, so what's the Nafkamina? What, what do you do under these? It was it's the love of the land. So come back to this. What was the second blessing? What? You will be as, str- as the, the stars in the sky and the, and the sand on the seashore. And as I say, if the world left us alone... Maybe we would have been right now. We're sort of a mistake on the Chinese census. <laughs> yeah, 13, 14 million, big deal. You know, I mean, when you really come down Mexico to it. Okay, right. Yeah, Mexico City's bigger. Shanghai's. I mean, you know, go go tell people that we're 13, 14 million. They go, what? You control the world with 13, 14 million. The media, like this. Well, you know, that's. It's always nice for them to think so. By the way, you know. It, you'd be surprised. So when I travel with the Conference of Presidents. Overseas, they really think we control the world because we open kings open up, and Erdogan met with them last time, and Sisi met with them, and the King of Morocco. It's a Jewish group. Come on, give me a break, you know. What? Yeah. So it's a sad sense of, hmm. You guys really do have some influence. We'll open the King of Morocco to you. Erdogan and Sisi last year. Okay, (laughs) met with them. All right, Sisi gave them an hour and a half or so. Erdogan gave them over an hour. I wasn't on that particular trip, but so it all plays out. But even if the Jewish people don't control the world, their heritage does. I mean, the words and the history that they Well, uh, you know, that's that's an interesting one. The heritage does. So, is there first of all, is there a Jewish Christian heritage? There's some people who don't think there is. Okay, is there a Jewish Christian Muslim heritage? Okay, so those. In essence, we'd like to the Judeo-Christian. We'd like to believe so. There are people who clearly try to show that that's not the case. The UNESCO thing is part of that, okay? To show this Joe Jewish influence 
on, on the Temple Mount or in Israel, etc., to negate that part before Islam started. Okay? And Yishmael was the one on there, and we had... Christianity, thankfully, in the last, you know, since Nostra for sure, in the Catholic Church has recognized that Judaism is the precursor both the New Testament and Christianity. It's been a different ballgame than it was years ago. Okay? The, the concept of the New Testament versus the Old Testament. So, I'd like to believe it, but even that's been fought over today, too. It's a hard thing for the Christians to realize most of that the original Christians were not even Christians. Correct. Jews. Correct. <laughs> the Hebrew Christian. Correct. A hundred years or so. Right. And then they started to preach to the Gentiles. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Okay, now... You have to mention Torah. Okay? What is? Um, because the way Rashi says it, they got the land because of mitzvot and Torah. Because you shall live and grow, because you're keeping the Torah, and you shall receive the land. Okay. No, okay, so so plimo, plimo is again some name that uh, is is used for person. No, it's not. It's actually supposed to be a person. Talk to a person. Right. One of the what's that person? Is all we know about him. Okay. So let's one figure this one out. So Plimo says, You have to give Brit, say Brit first before you say Torah. Why? Because Brit was given, because Zoshanitna Bishalosh Britot. Okay, the Torah has three covenants, and Zo Brit Milah has 13 covenants. Okay, so let's figure this part out. Alright, so I'm going to go back first to Rashi. Torah nidna b'shalosh pritot. For those who can follow it, the page, the, per, the page that we were originally on. B'shlosha mekomot nidna Torah liYisrael. Torah was given in three places: the Sinai, pretty clear, uve ohel moed, okay, in the in the tent of meeting, uve har grizim uvarvot hamoav. That was the story of Kitavo when you stand on the two mountains, right? It was in Moab, which they talked about Hargrizim, which of course for the Samaritans became very important. And in all of those three cases, there was an actual Brit. Wait, Hargrizim is in Moab? No, in Uvahar, what means it was talked about in Arvot Moab for Hargrizim. Right. Okay, so what's what's the Brit of Sinai? It's pretty clear. What's the Brit of Oa Moed? That was when they went up the the the, uh, the mountain and had and had created a brit in the end of Mishpatim, and Hargrizim, etc. Uh, that's, that's okay. All of the brachot and klalot, the blessings and the curses. That this is the one that's supposed to do you in addition. So he proves roughly where those three are. Okay? Now let's turn the page and we'll look at Rashi once more. Vishloshesrei, Vimparshat Mila. 
in the section dealing with Brit Milah with Avraham, Thirteen times apparently it says Brit. I didn't count them up. I'm going to take their word for it. You can do that on your own time. Okay, so three times it says with regard to Torah. Thirteen times it says with regard to Brit. Okay, let's now you can look back at the page before and look at Iunim. We'll understand it now. Mahutan in the essence. Mahut is essence. There are different ones. We have. I just dealt you Rashi's, but there are different ways to understand the three of them. Mechavenhu. That's meant to be. Okay, so this is what Rashi says. Okay, there's another view. Without even reading, it says that the word Brit occurs three times, and that's the key. All right, so ultimately, what they're saying is, what becomes more important? Milah or Torah? The word Milah has 13, the other one has only 10. So, here it has, it's Plimo Omer Tzarich Shiachdim Brit the Torah. Now, remember your Berkat Amazon. What does it say? Ve'al Britcha Shechatam Taviv Sarenu Ve'al Torah Okay, Brit the Torah. Chatamta b'sarenu that you sealed literally in our flesh. Sealed in our flesh. That's the Brit. Clearly Brit Milah. So again, the makeup of Berkat Amazon is Brit before Torah, and now you get the background to it. We follow Plimo, whoever he may be, and that's what it says above. Baskarat Berkat Amazon Magdim Brit Litora. Okay. Now we're at the top of the, the page. We can go on. Everybody's with me. This is this is your background of Berkat Amazon. You all know it, but you know every time every time you sat down. I understand people sat down to meals over Thanksgiving or other times said, do we have a uh, Mazuman or don't we have a Mazuman? Right? Good. Now you can say, oh, everybody, look at Britain Torah. Allah Aretz Mazon. Wow, Torah, wow. How do you like that? What's Meguneh? Uh, Despised. Yeah. Despised. Okay, so let's read here. Rabbi Yavi says, You have to give thanks and beginning and end. Vapochit means someone who takes away. Okay? One of them, Lo Yivchot Meachad. You can't take more than one. Every time you don't give thanks, that's like despicable. Okay? That's like despicable. So, what, what bracha are we talking about? 
the second one. Again, Rachem Hashem Okay? Nodelecha Allah. Okay? Starts with Nodelecha and ends that's known as the second of the second one as Hoda'a. Okay? The Alku what did it say? The Alkulam Anaknumodinla. There you go. Okay? I didn't put the text in front of you like I did last time, but you you should know that part. What's a boor? Ignoramus. Now that means if if they're going to raise this, what does that mean? That this was a girsa. This was somebody said it. Not manchil the land, but manchil aratzot. God gave all the countries. That's not our God. God gave us one land. Or Moshiach et Yisrael, because Yerushalayim is not here simply, in this case, for for God's salvation. Okay, you don't. You're not saying the proper bracha. Now, why are they worried when you say the proper bracha? A couple of reasons. One, it was oral, so you may have heard a different version. Two, they wanted to standardize it. Three, remember this is the Pharisaic tradition. They didn't want anybody astray from their own way of saying the brachot. They didn't trust the Sadducees. They didn't trust anybody. So they're telling you, if you do these, you're like an ignoramus. You're like an amha'aretz. And we've had before that being an amha'aretz is not something you want to be. You want to be a chaver. You want to be a Pharisee. You want to be part of this learned society of teachers and disciples. It's all tied in. So there must have been some sort of rendition that people knew about in this case, and they're trying to put it to bed saying, if you say that, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not acceptable. Literally, not acceptable. Not acceptable. Which we had above, okay? So this just reiterates again. You now know how the Pharisees, how the, the this basically came about. There was certain you had a Brit and Torah. You had to have Hoda'ah at the beginning, Hoda'ah at the end. You had to have Azanetakol, Alaaris Valamazon, Bonebu Yerushalayim. You had to have Malkupe David in Yerushalayim and in the concept of Yerushalayim. You had the Brit and Torah in Birkata Arith. It's all there. That's how the formulation of Birkat Amazon came about. Now again, is this first in Birkat Amazon after, or Birkat Amazon first and then this? They can be simultaneous. It's really difficult to know because we don't have external sources. But in many cases, there was probably re- different renditions of Birkat Amazon around, and they were formulating what must be said in telling us this is acceptable. And this isn't acceptable. If you say this, hareza miguneh, it's despicable. If you say this, hareza bur, you're an ignoramus, you're an amaritz. There's only one text that's acceptable, and in that text you must mention aritz, you must mention bonei yerushalayim, you must mention Torah, you must mention brit, etc. Rikadamazon is a, you know, I remember, I think that, I remember what what year it was. But Rama, when Brian was teaching there, one of the full sessions was on Birkat Amazon. They're teaching the younger kids. 
And it wasn't just so you can sing it. I mean, everybody can sing it and make games with it. It's an unbelievably important text. Marcy, it's a great teaching tool. Unbelievably important teaching tool, and you can see it right here. What is, what is the realm of our responsibility to the flesh? What is our responsibility to bracha? And in it is the theology of the Jewish people. Brit, Torah, Machut David, Yerushalayim, history of Tova Metiv, you know, now, and you have all the things of Hanukkah Purim, and now Yom Ha'atzmaut, Shabbat, Yalevi Avo, Harachamans, which we've added to. Okay, we've added ones that, okay, and depends which ones you want to add to. There's some that are Yassim Shalom, Bain, Bnei Yishmael, Bnei Yaakov, between the Israelites and the, okay, who Yashkin Shalom, I, I love the one which is in the Sephardic tradition, Harachman Yashkin Shalom Beinenu. Beinenu means among us. The Jews, there should, God, there should be peace among us. Okay, it's a Spartac one. It's not. It's not in ours. Uh, Spartac ones have a lot more. It's a great teaching tool, Birkat Mazon. for kids, but I think for adults too. And you can see why, because all of the background of liturgy, theology, and history is tied into it. Uh, is there any discussion of whether Birkat Mazon should be said aloud or to? No, not that, not that I know. The only one is the Mizuman being said aloud. Uh-huh. Okay, the rest I, I don't know of there being a question. I don't know. It may be there, but I, not, I don't know of it. Okay. And speaking of tunes, I've never heard another tune besides that first paragraph. Wherever I've gone. There may be, but it's the one that everybody knows. You know. No, I'm not talking Mizuman. I'm, I'm talking Azanatakol. I never heard another term. I'm sure there may be, but a real tune, not not just bumbling it and doing it a sing song, but a real tune. Anybody ever heard another tune to it? Azanatakol, that first paragraph. Never heard it. So it's it's common. That's how commonplace it's become. Okay, and again. Now, I don't care if you go to Reform, Orthodox, Conservative. Text is basically the same. Sephardic changes a little bit. Okay, my kids do Kamur Potefi Dechamus Bielachai Ratzon. Okay, before Hazanatakol. Okay, it's added in, and each time we we do, I taught them to sing it, so we sing it in Israel. That first paragraph, and they say it, I don't say it, because it's not my tradition. But Kamur Potefi Dechamus who must Bielachai Ratzon. God opens his hands, gives, you know, supplies food to everybody. Baruch Hashem Hazanatakol. So, it's in, it's in parentheses very often because there is another. It gives the the, the the text to it. Where did one come from? It's it's in the Svartic. It, it's in the you know again you'll find as as correctly Merle says you'll find it in a number of different texts in brackets, meaning that there is a legitimate one and. That's the way my my grandchildren, my son-in-law learned it to talk to my grandchildren. So he doesn't didn't learn the song, the, the sing song till I came and I said we're going to sing this. We sing the first paragraph, but, but they say come we're and and the kid the, the other you know the nine and the seven year old can ramble off whatever they say is a shortened form Birkat Amazon, and even the five year old and whatever it does you know they may fight over who gives out the birkonim and take them back. That's a different story. <laughs> They always do, but you know, in terms of knowing Birkat Mazon, very quickly, very quickly. And again, anybody who's gone to a Jewish camp, 
The Karmazon is a staple. A staple. And you can understand why. And it's kind of like dominating when you go to somebody's home around the world and they're Jewish and they do ritual. Right. It's, it's going to be, it's gonna, you're going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel comfortable. Okay, we'll keep going. Because the next part is just going to repeat it. Misayale. means ultimately that this this helps it. This is this is a, a more proof. It's simply this is another one to just support it. Now we get another one. Okay, the last paragraph, which we talked about, came later. Does that need Baruch Hashem? That's the question. Okay, does that need? That's what's known as Malchut, <coughs> God's kingdom. One says Sricha Malchut. We don't know who. One says Eina Sricha Malchut. And now they're going to give you the background. Those who think it needs Malchut believes that the text comes from Rabbanan, and therefore it needs extra support, and there must be Malchut, God's name. Those who think a Natsricha Malchut says it's Midioraita comes from the Torah itself; it doesn't need further support. So let's look. Let's look to your right to. Steinsaltz, where it says Pligiba, Nechlekuba, just right, right to the right of it, above the olive. Okay, that again, that the one who thinks that you need Brahmachud believes that this it needs substantiation, it's from the Brahmachamim, it's from the sages. And it's not simply an addition to the bracha that's before it that has bracha or malchut, it's a separate breast blessing, and the Rabbanim dictated it. Lechud, therefore, it needs a separate blessing on it in and of itself. Mina Torah. It comes from the Torah itself, and therefore, it's simply an addition to what the other Boned Yushalayim. Okay, so let's now um, let's do look at the Iyunim. So look for, first at Haskarat Malchut, which we just did, and then we'll go back. How does how does how does how does uh, Bonei begin? How does it begin? Nachem. It does. There's no beginning with Bahut. It ends Bonei Barach of Yushalayim. Malchut Adam. Okay, this is we're dealing with Malchut David. That's a kingship itself. 
to say, to talk about the kingship of the Kodesh Baraku and the kingship of a human being wasn't considered to be flattery. It's not a great answer to say the answer. Okay? So, what, how, do, how do we start it today? The last blessing after Bone Barach Mavishalayim Amen? Sing it. You know it. Does it start with a bracha or not start with a bracha? It starts with a bracha. Right? Yes. Okay? Does it end with a bracha? No. No. Whoa! I can have to put the books in front of you guys next time, you know? Just think of all this was oral, you have trouble you do. Alright, the answer is no. It doesn't. So I said, sing it. I don't care. I know how it works. In the, in the end, you don't. You don't finish up with a, with a bracha. Okay, so um, let's now look Yunim, the one before it, Manfil Artsot. Okay, and because that must, oh, if it says Artsot, it doesn't show the special sanctity of Eretz Yisrael in and of itself. It's just God gives all the lands. God gave the other people the lands too. That's what's all about, you know. Reading Ishmael was given Harseir, Moab was given this, Ammon was given that. Okay, read read part of the Torah or read uh, Hosea and Amos in particular. In case, in that case, the bracha itself is kind of mixed up. It doesn't give the soul formulation and importance of the bracha itself. Finally, Orecha Halacha. Yep. Okay, so you have to do it at the beginning, no delacha, and 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 the end as well. Mood. All right. Why would we were women be per, be not obligated for it? The same reasons. They're not obligated clearly for brit, and even for Torah. There's a question. Some say yes. Some say no. Clearly, Brikavazon is today for everybody. Okay. So, but they were consistent at least in their concern of whether Brit and Torah had the obligations for women. Okay? So, what, we've, what we're left with is, at this point, is a whole sense of how Birkat Amazon came about, the blessings, the formulation, the language, the order, and everything that's attached to it. We'll continue next time, in a couple of weeks, dealing a little bit more with Birkat Amazon, and also some other... Uh, conclusions to bracha, such as Mikadesh Yisrael Vazmanim, Mikadesh Yisrael Roshechodashim, etc. So, all of those things that we will do have to do with Chatimot, with the closings of the of the brachot, uh, and we'll we'll do that next time. So, um, again, if anybody doesn't have some of the sheets, and if you do have them, please don't take them. You should have them, and I'll see you in a few weeks. What did you